Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shield in Nishmas Ruzlin Bas Rachelchana Ve'ezra. This Shabbos Pashas Nosei. As we begin to embark on the Chumash of Bamidbar, of Numbers, second Pasha. Fortunately, unfortunately, this week's Nosei only in Chutzlaretz. In Arzena Akdash, the Leni Ba'alei is called the next week's Pasha. In the past, <coughs> we have attempted to uh, connect the two, Nasei and Ba'alei and all the other Pashas that will be mixing up between us and Arzena Akdash. Not going to know, but I don't think I'll do that today. But we'll see how the how the Mahalach goes. Pasha's Nosei is the longest Pasha. The longest Pasha. And yet, the point of the Pasha and the Today's Chitas, actually, Wednesday, the fourth portion, <coughs> discusses three things. The main subject, most of the portion, talks about the Isha Saita, which is we just finished learning Sechta Saita before Shavuos. We said we learned between Pesach and Shavuos. There's other Masechta as well. It has also the Ramatablat, but we just generally learn Seita. For the many references of which it carries. We reflect in our own lives. And we think to ourselves sometimes, did we ever steer off the path? Some of us will say, did I ever stay on the path? Some of us will never admit to steering off the path. (laughs) And yet, there are those that basically are on the path, and occasionally, somewhere, somehow, unfortunately, hit a bump in their road. For the most part, it was no fault of theirs. Well, for the most part, if it was the eight Sahara that caused it, then it's not, definitely not the, the fault. question is, how much credit do we have by HaKadosh Baruch Hu when we can trump the card of the Yitzhahara we want to trump the Yitzhahara card as we say and say ah, I did that Aveda yeah I did that Aveda I did it, I wanted to do an Aveda I didn't want to do that Aveda you know very well the Yitzhahara convinced me and you created the Yitzhahara <coughs> You 
put him on top of me, you put him into me, you put him within me. As soon as I was created, you gave me the Yitzhara. You only gave me the Yitzhara later on in life, either by Mitzvah, by Mitzvah. So you put me into this situation, this predicament of Yitzhara, and now you're going to complain that I did something wrong. Um, excuse me, as we say in America, who are you talking to? HaKadosh <laughs> Baruch put us onto this world of a mission. Each and every one of us has a mission to accomplish. Each and every one of us has a mission that we are capable of accomplishing. And therefore, it is our obligation to overcome any obstacles any trials, any tribulations, to plow through them, and to move on, to forge ahead. And in America, the best expression is, easier said than done. Can I just overcome everything? Everything that I've been through in my childhood, in my adulthood, in my years, can I just get it over it and walk away and, and march on and forge ahead? Can I use it as a tool to blame for all my inequities? Can I use it for a tool to say this is why I don't want to or I don't care about or I don't feel for or I'm not interested in? Meshit Rabbeinu is told, is commanded, Nasa Yisraish. Nasa is to lift up. To lift up. Meshit Rabbeinu has but one tool, a textbook. Mm-hmm. The Terak Desha. And the Terak Desha dictates to us how our life, how our existence needs to be. Why do I want to go according to the dictates of a book, of a scroll, thousands of years old? It's outdated. I identify as something totally different today. I'm more open-minded <clears throat> to all the other free thinkers, <clears throat> all those who have different types of emotions. Adam person who was born to toil to toil and the first thing obviously we toil with is the Yitzhara we have to work on the Yitzhara we have to work in getting away from the Yitzhara a man is a man a woman is a woman 
And this needs to be elevated. This doesn't need to be put down. This doesn't need for a person to say, I feel differently. I want to identify different than I am as a human being. I want to identify as a cat or something else. It's an excuse. What your inner feelings should be if you reach to the innermost parts of your neshama, of your neshama tehera, your pure holy neshama that you have, your high great neshama, your special neshama that you were granted, you will see and you will find a very, very deep treasure. You can do what you want with it. It's your treasure. It's your treasure. It's yours to handle. It's yours to do with. You can tend to take your gold and silver and polish it so that it shines all the time. Or you could just let it accumulate dust and dirt and grime. Choice is yours. Am I dealt a card sometimes that I don't feel I can handle? Perhaps. Perhaps. For that we have Amuna Bitachin. For that we have belief in Hashem that it came from Hashem, it was done by Hashem, and therefore I need to see how to make this work my service to Hashem. How it makes me connect closer, stronger, and tighter to Hashem. But I've gone through so much. I've been subjected to so much. Why do I even trust Hashem anymore? How can I even say I'm hitting rock bottom. How can I even say that Hashem is still in control of my life? How can I, I can say it, but how do you want me to actually feel it? How do you want me to think? I have either financial woes, or I have medical woes, or I have chasom. Any other things that trouble a person, that put a person through, Where do you want me to turn to say that I believe in Hashem? What has He done for me lately? We need to lift up the head. We're not lifting up the body. We're not lifting up the feet. The head. The head is the mayach. Mayachin is what thinks. Mayachin is what brings about intellect we're not telling you to go to the heart or to your gut what is your heart saying, what is your heart feeling telling you go to the head and lift up that head now the truth to be told that this is being is a reference to raising up the head of the children of Aaron Akain, of Shevet Levi, the tribe of Levi, the Levites. 
and all that they need to have and prepare to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But yet, it's written in the Torah for you and me to read. Granted, when the Torah is read in the shul, there are different people called up to different portions of the Torah. Generally, the first portion of the Torah reading <coughs> is given to a Kayin. Every reading, Yom Tiv, Shabbos, weekday, whenever we read, there's a Kayin, a Levi, and a Yisrael, the first three Elias. If we read more than Elias than that, generally the rest of the Elias go to a Yisrael, barring Maftir that could be read by a Kayin, Levi, or a Yisrael. But it's relevant to us all. When the Kayan gets their Aliyah, we need to listen to that Aliyah. When the Levi gets their Aliyah, we need to listen to that Aliyah. Teda is a Lush and Hate Teda is the word Teda comes from the word lesson, to give us a lesson always, to teach us a lesson, teach us how we live and dictate our daily life. And therefore, even though it says referring to Benegershin, referring to the children of Shevet Levi who had to serve in the Holy Temple, but since we are hearing these words, we need to know within ourselves how we need to lift ourselves. We need to take ourselves to a different level of which we are at and which we consider ourselves at. We need to find that best place. And we need to be there. And we need to thrive there. We need to persevere in that path. But what happens? What happens? Make a wrong turn. A wrong turn. And this is the illusion that the Tata uses for the Isha Saita. Kisista says we learn in Puntrasamaya Besashem. Atsehitim what do the Atsayshitim stand for? Why are they there? What are they used for? What do they symbolize? What do they teach us? The husband told his wife, Altistri im Ishplani. Do not go somewhere private with this man. And she did not listen. She did not listen. She went to forbidden shall we say land 
place. Um, reference it as you'd like. We know, as we're just coming out from Yom Tov of Shavuos, where we received the Teda, we received it, as we say in Yiddish, from the Znai, once again, as we do each year. And quite literally, we renewed our vows. We renewed our vows with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We know when we refer to Ish and Isha, this is a reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Ish, and Am Yisrael, the Isha, the wife. And therefore, this Psukim, referring to this whole chapter of Saita, this whole involved and lengthy explanation the Teda gives us about the Seta is speaking to us. Don't say it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me, it doesn't have a connection to me, why am I learning this? This is directly to us. This is making reference again between the husband and wife, Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Just like a husband envies the wife and says to her, you need to behave properly. So too does HaKadosh Baruch Hu with Knesset Yisrael. And each and every Jew, singular, not as a general nation, a population, each and every Jew has that obligation to them themselves, as we learned back when we received the Torah, the Yilachalim Achedim Alpanai. One may not have another God. Don't go away and hide to a private area with another person. This is the warning of the husband to the wife, Hakadosh Baruch Hu to Knesset Yisrael. It's not clear, though. I can't go hide somewhere from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything and everywhere exists only because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As we started now, the last few days, second Chedek of Tanya, Sharichet Vemuna, where we learn about creation, how HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates and constantly creates and recreates. It's not as if he put it on automatic pilot and said, okay, now I created you, now you can do you. You can be you. You can become whatever you'd like to become. If HaKadosh Baruch for one second ceases to recreate you, you will become not. You won't die. You will poof. Thank God for Hollywood. You understand what that might maybe understand what that means. The person, the world, every creation was created 
from ayin, from nothing. Nothing is not something that your mind's eye can depict. Because if you can, it's not nothing anymore. There's already something to it. Nothing means a totally non-existent not entity, because then it's something. And from this nothing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world, you and I. And it continuously creates it. And on a constant basis, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is thinking about us on a constant basis, and keeping creating, recreating us on a constant basis, that's why we exist. That's how we exist. What do we do with that? How do I eat that? You don't. Therein lies the concept of Kabbalah's El, and you need to understand, I need to accept the yoke of heaven, and this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's dictate is all about, and this is how it has to be. So where can I hide from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's already got everything in his sight, or more than just in his sight, only exists there, that cave, or that that house, or that room, or that whatever it might be, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there, otherwise it wouldn't exist. You think a person could hide in this most hidden places and I won't see him? And Tukun Izayah is brought on and again we're going to learn soon in Shariqa the Munah Perik Zayin Les Asar Ponimenei There's nowhere that the world you could turn that Akash Baruch is not there. So how, pray tell, can I imagine, or can I translate, or can I connect the concept of a woman hiding from her husband with another man to the Claudius of Yisrael hiding from HaKadosh Baruch and thereby doing something they shouldn't be doing which is against the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do we equate the two? Unfortunately, I mean, if you keep your score at home, you remember, we just learned now, Mesech Nesetah, Heyam Aleph. One of the things HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't tolerate is a Balgaiva. A haughty person. Someone who's got a major ego. He's got ego issues. When a person has ego issues, HaKadosh Baruch Hu quite literally says, Ein ani vehu yechelem lader. He and I cannot coexist. We just let this and say that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not 
is not found in this person's gaiva, in this person's haughtiness. Mm A blind eye is being turned by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Kvayachul, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "I don't, I don't, I'm not good at sin." The Bashem Tov says, actually, in Misas Elish Mistarim, Vani, if you go, a person is going to hide himself in the hidden of places, and I. Says I will not notice, I will not see him. If the person has that gosh of Ani, I am, I am an entity of my own. He's not recognized. There's no room for ego. There's no room for haughtiness. We can be proud of our Yiddishkeit, but not walk around with pride saying what I've accomplished in Yiddishkeit. How much I know more than you do. <coughs> Chassid. Altareb, actually. <laughs> Went was learning by the Maggid. Big problem. I don't remember the exact details of the story. Maybe it was not Tantra, it was a Chosa that came. The kids, it was in the middle of the dark night, it was a freezing night, and he came to the home of, I believe it was the Maggid, and he knocked on the door. And he heard a voice from inside, Veridas, who is there? And the person answered, Ani, it's Benich, it's I. It is I. And there's nothing. There's no response. Once again, he knocks. Who is there? It is I. No response. This happened several times, he was not allowed into the house. The next day when he met the person, it wasn't the next day. At that time he realized, he was told, the person told him, what have you learned if you still think you're an I? You still think you're an entity of your own. What have you already learned? And then he went back to learn by the Maggit. To realize, to figure out, I can't say me. I am I. You have a name. It identifies you. It's the name that you're given yeah. and it's chosen with Ruach HaKadosh generally. Whether the person that gave it to you is a holy person, not a holy person, they were given, they were granted for that moment while they gave you the name, the name of your Neshama Tehira. And that's why the Vashemta says if a person faints, you should whisper into their ear their name and their father's name and thereby that will wake them up because it will awaken the neshama. 
So what does one do when they unfortunately fall into this trap of the Yitzhahara known as Gaiva? Come, let us delve into a little bit the story of the Seita. You keep the score at home. Sanhedrin Yishalmi Peri Chesalach Avav where the Gemara says Shima Baal Mochal Kinosai Nimchal Isha Kolzman Shle Nimchakamigila what happens here? the husband says I told you not to hide with this man and you went and I have witnesses excuse me Testifying, showing, and, lo- and verifying that you were with this man private in a, in a house, in a room, and you were there for X amount of time. However, I can't put you to death. And based on these witnesses, I can't put you to death. What does have to happen, though? I have to bring you to the Beis Hamikdash, to the Holy Temple. And there, there is a process. Part of the process is they take a parchment and they write on it the parsha of Sita with ink. This then gets erased, washed off into a mixture of a drink with several other things. And the woman is forced, quite literally, to drink this after going through a process of a shvua, etc. And she has to bring a carb mincha. The woman needs to drink this drink. And this potion, as we would call it, will prove either her innocence or the opposite chashon. If she is indeed innocent, says the Gemara, she'll be blessed beyond with beautiful, beautiful children. No matter how beautiful her children were until then, there'll be a level higher. If heaven forbid the opposite, Chman al-Islam, the Punishment is horrific. I don't have to elaborate on it. You can look it up yourself if you'd like. I don't like to discuss non-positive things. So as long as this Megillah was not erased, as long as what was written on this parchment was not erased, the husband can say, I forgive her. I forgive her. I take back what I suspected, etc., etc. I forgive her. And this is enough. This forgiveness. What gets erased here? 
And perhaps you understand how it's possible to guarantee that it should not get erased. We are erasing the words that were written on this parchment, thereby revealing that even before that, the letters that are written here and the parchment itself were two separate entities. And the proof is, I can erase it. They come back, they become again two separate entities. If they were one, they wouldn't be able to separate one from another. When letters are engraved, they become one with a stone. I just had a power surge or something. I don't know what I had. They become one with a stone that they're engraved into, or the item that they're engraved into. And that, therefore, can never be erased Mm -hmm. or separated. And I've told that story way too many times. Although, honestly speaking, it's a very worthwhile story to tell, has a very strong message to it, and therefore I guess I'll tell it again. (laughs) The two fellows, two friends, best friends, are walking along the beach, private beach, wasn't to show them anything, not sneers there, and they were walking on the sand, and one friend turned to the other one, out of random blue, clear blue sky, and slapped him in the face, yeah, his glasses fell off, he, he was, he was shocked, he just slapped me, so he took a stick, and he wrote in the sand. On this day, my friends slapped me. And they continued walking. And a short while later, again the friend became crazy and slapped him again. And a second time he wrote in the sand, my friend slapped me on this day. And this happened a third time. And again, he writes it in the sand. Suddenly, towards evening, the tide changed, a strong wave came and swept him out to the sea. The slapper, the slappy, gets swept out to the sea, and the slapper jumps into the water, and Baruch Hashem manages to save him. He recuperates from the trauma and everything, and he takes a knife, he goes over to a stone and he engraves in the in the wall today on this date my friend saved my life and he writes the friend's name and everything saved my life so the friend says to him excuse me please explain when I slapped you, you wrote in the sand. When I saved your life, you engraved it into this into the stone. Why don't you write it in the sand also? <laughs> he says it's quite simple. 
when you slapped me. I felt bad. But I forgave you. And I wanted to forget it. I want to forget it. I don't remember that ever happened. I wrote it in the sand and the water will come over that sand and wash it away and it will never be seen again. And just like it gets wiped over there, I want it to be wiped from us. When you saved my life, no. This I don't want ever to forget. Or I don't want anyone else to ever forget. And therefore I engraved it in a stone. This will not be erased. And so do we find the parchment can be erased whereas the Aces Chakikas, if they were engraved, they would not. So this is written on a Megillah and is being erased. So what's the Aitzah? Not to be like letters that are written which can be separated from the cloth but rather we should be like letters that are engraved one with the stone our connection with the tater has to be in a way of complete and total unity that we can never ever be erased from it that the letters of the tater be engraved within us and they can never be taken away In that way, in that case, if it's engraved in the person's heart, the person avoids, God forbid, becoming a Balgaiva, becoming somebody of a haughty person. Because after all, everything is God within me. There's no room for anything else. And therefore, Hakadish Baruch's Mechila, Hakadish Baruch's forgiveness, Rav Lisleach can be applied. However, Im Nimcha If unfortunately the Megillah was erased, if the Tera and the Jew are two separate entities, in such a case, where the Gaiva separates, detaches from the truth, the Jew from Akadish Baruch then unfortunately he acts like he has to be treated like a Saita. He brought a mincha of Sa'irim of oats, which is, as we know, Michael Behemoth, if you keep his score at home, the Gemara Saiti, Adalar of Aleph. We have to know that this is Oni Bedas, this is a poor person, it doesn't mean a poor person, they're bringing the, the mincha of a poor person that has no money physically, financially, but rather in knowledge. And you can be scored on the Aleph tells us that. Just like a behemoth has no das and awakens within the soul. The person needs to awaken within the soul. The inner essence of a Baruch Hu, and thereby we reach and we achieve as if you keep your score at home the Yomara Baruch Islam tells us the Makim Shabbalat Shuva Eimdim Tzadikim Gemurim Ein Yechidim Lamed Sham the place where the Balat Shuva stand 
the greatest, purest tzaddikim, pure, holy tzaddikim, cannot stand there, they cannot achieve to reach there. The Lushan, which the Tera uses for this Isha Seta, what does she do? Ish, ish, ki sister ishtoi. Sister. It's not what it's Samach. It's for the sin. The sin. And therefore, referring to, she turned away from the ways of Tznias. And if you keep scoring home back in the beginning of Satan, Gimel and Aleph, where the Yimara says, Again, like in reference to Kuntus and Beis Hashem. A person does not do a sin, does not commit a sin, until a Rashtus, frivolity, stupidity actually, enters within them. Sister also refers to steer, turning off the path. And the word shtus connects to both. Chazal say, this, I'm sorry, this quote from Chazal affords us a very, very interesting explanation, which is something that's a little bewildering. Every Jew, come what may, whoever they may be, has within themselves, in the depth of themselves, within their souls, as we said before, a love for HaKadosh Baruch I love Hakadosh Baruch so much so he'll choose rather than God forbid go off the path to literally be Mason Nefesh, give up his own life on Kiddush Hashem, not to serve Chasson of Zara. In that case, how is it possible that a Jew should be Eivan Avera, should do a sin? which takes him away, separates and detaches him from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And not only that, but he gives himself the right of way, the leniency to say, eh, there's nothing wrong with really doing it. A person who is attached to such an extent to God and we know unfortunately we don't have to go back thousands of years less than a hundred years ago there were people totally secular 
with absolutely no connection to Judaism. Barely even going in Kippur to Shul. But knowing that they had a Jewish mother. And they were taught by a very wicked person or creation or whatever he was. As long as you have a Jewish mother, you're Jewish. And I don't care if you practice, if you don't practice. If you connect, if you don't connect. If you affiliate, if you don't affiliate. Your mother was Jewish, your grandmother was Jewish, you're Jewish. And if you are, have I got an oven for you. No, he was not an appliance salesman for GE Appliances. And many Jews said, you know what? You're right. I'm a Jew and I'm proud. And if I have to die for that, I will die for that. And when I look to my right and my left and I see all these chassidah people that were so from and everything all their lives, and they're being led to the same oven I was led, I'm going to sing their tune. They're singing, Ani Mamin Bemuna Shalema, I believe with complete faith, the coming of Mashiach. They're crying out the words, Shema Yisroel Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. I'm doing the same. I will not tell you I'm not Jewish. Unfortunately, he was not that well versed in Tera. And if a Yid married a Shiksa, but he found out the father was Jewish, that was good enough for him. He took that guy too. So there were many such people as well that died because their fathers were Jewish although there's nothing to do with, that does not make them Jewish at all. So how then if a person the simplest of Jews who is ready to be Mesa Nefesh Fakarish Baruch always at any time you tell him no I want you to serve idol worship he says I would never do that. You're going to die for it, I'll die for it. How is it possible that they should ultimately do a, a sin? And the answer is because this folly enters their mind. And this evil spirit, shall we call it, comes into them, the Ruach of Shtus. And unfortunately, it covers over, it hides that deep down belief of the Jew. And therefore, one does not see the severity of their actions. This separation from Akadosh Baruch which thereby causes the person, which is thereby happens by the person doing a sin, if he felt that 
actual detachment at the time that the sin causes, how it brings him so far away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, would never sin. As we say in America, the proof is in the pudding. How many foods or drink does one ingest or imbibe that are not good for them? Not necessarily allergic to it. They're just not good for them. I'm not going into dietitian statuses now. I'm not becoming a nutritionist. I'm not going to tell you that fatty foods are good and that fatty foods are worse. I'm not going to tell you that you should eat flax, that you should eat kale, you should eat whatever, all these other things. I'm not telling you not to drink beer, not to drink tequila, not to drink vodka. I'm not advising you to drink two gallons of water a day, half a gallon of milk, no orange juice, no soda. Not my line. Not my speed. But you know, you you know yourself what's good for you and what's not good for you. <laughs> Herb waits all of a shalom. And I quote it only because, I've quoted him before, but I quote him only because may this bring an aliyah to his neshama, the fact that he's quoted in the middle of a shia teda. was once eating a pastrami sandwich, hot pastrami sandwich, on a rye bread with a scoop of chopped liver. For those of you that know what real good deli sandwiches are, you'll know how good this is. I'm not amongst them. I'm not, I'm not with you. I don't feel you. But he was sitting and eating. And he said, said, This killed more Jews than Hitler and Machshmei From the cholesterol and from everything else that's in this thing. But it's so good. Taste is fantastic. I love the way that tastes. I love that cake, that cream cake. I love that ice cream. I love that soda. I love that... All these other things that we enjoy. Which ultimately we find out we have to deprive ourselves from in the later years. In order to... Persevere in life. (laughs) Survive. To stay healthy to become re-healthy. Everything in moderation is fine. Unfortunately, we make sometimes our mistakes, our wrong choices, and we eat things that we shouldn't, and we drink things we shouldn't, and whatever. <laughs> As my grandmother Shalom would say, and she was very, she was heavy. She said, what this cost, what it cost to get this fat, every Jew should have. What it's worth, all our enemies should have. Many fat people are jolly people. Many skinny people are miserable. But it's not a cloud. It's not a cloud. You can be skinny and happy. 
And you could be fat and miserable. <laughs> What's this Rashtos? What is this spirit of folly? This is the Taiva. The draw that we have from the Gashmias and the Chumrias. This causes a person to lose focus spiritually and his feelings to attach to a God. And not only that, it takes complete control over the person. It rules the person. And the person needs to take on a very strong self-control to avoid this. For although he sinned, he still remember, he still remains close to Hashem. The tiger, unfortunately, hides the truth, as does every sin. Clouds the truth is probably the better way to say it. Even the smallest of sins cause a dent in our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Chassidus explains the cord, the cable, that ties us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we sever a strand each time we do an Aveda. Small Avedas, a little less of the strand. Larger Avedas, maybe two strands. On the other hand, since the main thing of the sin is because of the Ruachstus that covers the truth, even if the person sins, it's not he's bad. The opposite. Within the person is good. The person wants to be connected to God. Doesn't want to sin. The Ruach Shtus comes over him, this folly, the spirit of folly, and gets into him and gets into his system and causes him to do the sin. But it's not a strange entity. because he thinks it's one with him but it's not and we learn this from the Pasuk it's not just a coincidence there's a very important connection, a very deep connection to the of the sin and the sin between the husband and the wife The connection between HaKadosh Baruch and Amisrael is not only once in a comparison of man and wife, HaKadosh Baruch and the man, and Knesset Yisrael, the wife. And when a Jew sins before HaKadosh Baruch he's like a woman that turns her back to her husband. That woman that went to hide with somebody else. And therefore, Dafka, this, this case of the woman hiding is in a place of the Tera. The place of the Tera shows us, teaches us the essence of the sin. And this connection <coughs> of the woman hiding teaches us also what we should do.
The Satan is not a woman that goes to look to sin. She brings herself into a suspicion, but she not, not necessarily did anything wrong. And the proof is that Taylor sometimes, if she drinks it, the Taylor blesses her. When is Zara? She gets blessed with children. So too a Jew. Even though they sinned, the Pneumius, their essence, their heart, the deep down, remains attached to Akash Baruch Hu, and in the end they do tshuva. Because like Yidach, Nidach, nobody's ever pushed away from doing tshuva. And therefore the person saw this and he got felt very bad about it, and he became a Nazir. Some people tend to fast, some people just don't, they deprive themselves from the drink of wine, imbibing in wine, and taking haircuts, etc. They become a Nazir. In order that they should repent for seeing such a thing, if this is revealed to them, they see there must be something wrong with them. But the Tata doesn't close the book today on this depressing note of the turning away from God, God forbid. On the depressing note of having to do tshuva with fasting and, and depriving and deprivation. The Tata finishes today's parasha with Vaidaber Hashem El Meshe. God spoke to Moses and said, Tell Aaron your brother. This is how you should bless B'nai Yisrael Yivarechecho Hashem V'yishmerecho Yor Hashem Pane V'lecho V'chonecho Yisra Hashem Pane V'lecho V'yasem L'chasholim We finish off with the Birchus Kehanim and the main thing is V'somu Hashmi Al B'nai Yisrael Put my name on the B'nai Yisrael V'ani Avarachem and I will bless them and may we all be blessed to be able to overcome any trials, any tribulations, any pains, any hurt, and we'll be able to persevere so that we can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with our fullest heart, with our fullest mind, with our fullest soul, and merit to be as Gael Tzedek to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mashiach Tzedekinu and we spend this Shabbos in Yerushalayim and HaKadosh and Beis Amigdash Ashlishi in Harabayas Shabbat Shalom to all.